0: Father God, thank you for this time. Thank you for this evening. Thank you for your word. We just bless your word as it goes out into, um, into your family, into, into your children. You know what everyone here needs. You know how to speak to them. And I pray, Lord, that if there's anything that's blocking or any areas that they need light, lightening onto, that your light shines in those places. Reveal anything that needs to be revealed and in part. Anything that needs to be imparted into them, into your, into our family here, into your body, in Jesus' name, I pray. Hi, everyone. Okay, so I'm gonna just tell you a little bit. I got like thoughts everywhere, but um, the scripture that God had given me, well, that caught my attention a couple of months ago was First John one one through ten. And I've been studying and staying in that. But when I say studying, I mean every scripture that He gives me, I see that scripture in it, which is beautiful. And that's how it like kind of works. When I'm watching something or I'm I'm studying and I'm meditating on that scripture. So, and today I got a kiss from God because when I opened our Treasure Coast Victory Center Word of the Day, where Pastor gives us a little um, explanation, um, it was First John one. Seven, which is like, oh, my God. Like, for me, that's like God gave me a kiss of validation, confirmation. That's exactly what he has for people to hear, his people to hear, uh, the believers, because that scripture is for the believers, okay, even though it's a tough one because it, it reveals a lot of truth that we need to look inside of ourselves because relationships need to start in here, not out here, and they start in here between me and God first all of us in God. I can't have out here in a healthy way if the inside is still full of anger, resentments, envy, jealousy, because it's going gonna, it's gonna to reveal, it's manifest, right? Because that's what happens in the spirit. It's a spiritual law that what I meditate on, what I believe in, what I study, first I'm thinking about it, then I'm speaking it, and then it's manifesting, right? So I don't want that to happen. So this scripture, uh, and I'm going to break it down. I'm not going to read it in its fullness because I want to break it down and bring it to, to everyone the way God brought it to me. So God did create man for the purpose of relationship. If I'm not in relationship with my father, with my family, with, with the king of the kingdom, right? I won't know what his will is, what he desires, why I'm even here, why he created me. What's the purpose, right? And I lived my life like that when I didn't know him. Like, why am I even here? What's the point? Especially if it was a bad day. It's like, Argh. you know, who wants to be here? But today, there are no more bad days, right? Because there's always a purpose and a plan and a reason for everything. Listen, relationships are testings. I got to test my faith in who I am and him to be in a healthy, good relationship with anyone. Even with him and myself. I can't get offended when uh, he's trying to correct something. But if I have a really good, solid foundation with him, no one has the power or authority over me. Because I don't, let, I don't take it personal. Matter of fact, it reveals what maybe the other person needs that I can give in prayer, right? And, and, and supplication, right? So we're created for that reason. We're created, and I believe that he was showing me that relationship is the big umbrella, but there's a process in relationship. There's first of all fellowship. Jesus says, "Follow me." He wants people. There are many people that fellowship. They, we all come. It's, fellowship is coming in one, one, um, familiar agreement with something. So we all believe Jesus Christ. But not everybody goes to the next level of relationship. I mean, I go. I, I'm part of a lot of groups. Okay, um, outside of church. I even go to the jails. And I even had to practice this. Oh, my God, this is so good. I had to practice this process with the women in jail because they were rejecting the message. So I had to, God says, I want you to go to the beginning. Stop fellowshipping with them. So I did this process. And today we're laughing. They can't wait for me to come back. But it didn't start that way because everybody in the drug dorm doesn't care about Jesus. All right? Their higher power is a rock. All right. It could be, because they w- refused to give it to something that might have to tell them to do something. I mean, it's a rebellion. It's what, what addicts, rebellion, self-pity. I mean, these are the spirits that we have to burn out. And if, if I'm going to be challenged and I'm a rebel, that's not comfortable. I'm not going to choose God of the word, of the Bible. I'm going to choose some God that, you know, doesn't even really exist, basically. You know, and, and it is seeking a God. It's seeking God, but we don't, we're, we're, we're dis- distorting it. We're distorting him, I should say. So, um, and the whole purpose for the, for the relationship with God and with his people, his children, our family, because the next thing is, so we get fellowship, friendship, and family so I need fellowship first. We have to be in one accord somehow, in agreement with something, to get along, to, to gather, to build up. And then friendship starts to happen because now I'm talking to you, I'm talking to you, right? And we're getting to know each other a little bit more. And then we can get into the family where now we're brothers and sisters in Christ. You know, and that's a really big, that's the intimacy, the spiritual intimacy. We've distorted intimacy. I know I did when I was out there. I'm, just, I'm all over here, but... I did, and it's really not, I mean, yes, in the natural, there's sexual intimacy, but for the purpose of being fruitful and multiplying humans, right, to have babies. But there's spiritual being fruitful and multiplying love, peace, joy. We need each other to do that. We need the seed to be planted together, to be pregnant, to be birthed, right? We can't do it all by ourselves and say, I'm a lone wolf. It doesn't work. And what am I using it for? Eventually, it's going to die because I'm not sharing it. I have in my notes here that, you know, uh, breathing air is, is like a relationship. If I'm constantly breathing in and I'm not letting anything out, I'm taking, taking, I'm going to die eventually. We need to not only breathe Yahweh in, but we need to breathe him out, right? So that's a healthy relationship. That's what we're trying to develop first with him, if I don't know who he is, I can't breathe out the right, the right products, the right seeds, I should say, and then the product. So it's to expand his kingdom. The bottom line is we were created to expand God's kingdom. We were created to be in a relationship so that we can trust each other. We can be the demonstration, the manifestation of what the kingdom of heaven is like, what the kingdom of God is like, his domain. We were in the kingdom of darkness domain, and we've got Pulled out into the kingdom of light, life, and love. So, um, and he built, and he created us to, in his image and likeness. In the beginning, he created us in his image and likeness to be relatable, so we can relate to each other, you know? And I see Jesus as I see myself. When I, he's not, he's not like a Martian, he's not a puff, he's a person, and that makes him relatable. I can relate to him and I and I, I know his story, but if I don't know his story and I don't understand him because I never take time, I'm not gonna trust him, I'm not gonna believe it, and I'm gonna be lost like I was. I, I, I believed in the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. And that's as far as it went. It never went deeper, I never sought anything deeper inside, I should say. It always went out there, you know, filling that hole that God hole, basically. That I had in my inside. So I would fill it with all different things. But not him. And I would always feel stuck. Empty. Lost. No matter how much money you put in there. No matter how much relationship. No matter how much position in a job. No matter how many wonderful things you try to put in there. No matter how many days I stayed sober. That meant nothing. I hit a wall every time. So to relate is to make. And, and show connection. Between. To ally with. And Jesus is. When he came to us in, as a man in the flesh, he came to be relatable, to talk with us, to go through what we go through, to, to see how it is possible to live a life in the kingdom of God unto the Father and be one with the Father. So um, it's also identify with, respond to, establish a link to, to make a connection with, to have a relationship The state of being connected by blood or marriage. And he says, well, he washes us with his blood and he wants to marry us. How wonderful is that? We belong to him. We're in his family. If we know this and we know him, knowing him is spiritual intercourse. To know him is to get deep into who he is and and who we are in him. So uh God made us in his image and likeness to relate to him and to be able to be partakers of his nature in his presence, in his life, in his light, and in his love. We get to we get everything when we enter into the kingdom. Everything the king, everything he is, is in us. Praise the Lord, right? So 1 John 1, 1 4, we'll start there. It says, that which was from the beginning, which we have heard. Which we have seen, which our eyes, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon and looked upon. So they see him, and then they look upon him, meaning sought understanding from. They were listening to. They were. They were. They were looking upon him for for wisdom and knowledge. And and what is the kingdom like? I mean, imagine. This is a new concept. They were pretty radical. So uh, to look upon in spiritual things of God. He's talking about his father. No one ever spoke like that before. They want to know more. I would want to know more. I do want to know more when I read the word. Amen, right? And our hands have handled him concerning the word of life, and the life was manifested, and we have seen and bear witness and declare to you that eternal life which was with the Father and was manifested to us. That which we have seen and heard, we declare to you that you also may have fellowship with us. That's how we are joined together. Being born again and, and knowing him, and knowing who he is we become part of a family a connection with people i always felt like i didn't belong even in my own family there was always this disconnect no matter how much they said they loved me it wasn't his love it doesn't matter i'm not saying they were bad people i'm not saying what i'm saying is they weren't capable of filling the hole they weren't capable of giving me true love the love that I, that all of us seek when we're atomites we're all looking for for him, and and the beautiful thing is because I was always seeking him, maybe in the wrong places, and that's okay, all right. But I my heart desire was to seek him, to seek love is what I'm saying, security. Those were the things I was seeking, and that's who he is. So he met me there, and he'll meet he meets all of us there. He met every one of us there. In my worst places, he met me. Thank God, right? So um, that which we have seen and heard and declared to you that you also may have fellowship with us and truly our, friend, our friendship is with the Father and the Son, Jesus Christ. And these things we write to you that, that, you, to you that your, your joy may be full. And I'm going to go into that towards the end, joy may be full, because that's God and James, you were praying and you said that and I knew in my mind said I don't even know why I said joy. I knew because God was talking to me. He prayed before I he doesn't he didn't know what I was thinking when he said and may and may, the, may you be filled with joy. Praise the Lord. So I got the I got the scripture in the and then he's praying filled with joy because that's the whole goal. There are no more bad days. it's, it's listen, my worst day in Christ it doesn't even I mean, it's glorious compared to where I was. Without them. In my best day without them. Right. When everything lined up, I thought, all the stars and the moon and everything was going my way, the, 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 the traffic was the parting for me. Didn't matter. Doesn't compare. And we have to remember that. And how do we do that? By fellowshipping with each other. We sharpen each other. We remind each other. We encourage each other. If I'm having a bad day because I'm delusional, believing a lie, right? I'm back into insanity. I call someone, I, 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 or maybe I help someone and get out of myself, because that's what he wants. He wants us, a relationship is, a, is getting out of yourself and into someone, giving to someone else. And that's why he says he's drawing us out of ourselves and into him. He wants us to draw ourselves in our relationships, out of me and into you. What can I do for you? What can I do for you? That's a, relation, that's a healthy relationship. You know, I was always a, a succubus. Where can I get? What are you going to take from me? On guard you know and i was drowning i was suffocating because i was only breathing in there wasn't enough you know so um that that which was from the beginning the person of jesus god entered into time he restricted himself for us he came and gave up who well, he didn't give up kingship but he gave up he yeah he did temporarily for us, it's like um, I share, it's like if God said, Listen, and I think I've shared that here once uh, I want you to be a dog. I want you to be born as a dog, and you got to live like a dog, and suffer like a dog, and be tempted like a dog, and, and do all that. I mean, think about that. We're people. That would be a hard, it might be a hard no. <laughs> no, <laughs> don't think I want to do that. You know what I mean? And know what you're giving up. To do that, it's pretty tough. When we really think in reality, relatable, let's bring it to how can we relate to what Jesus has done for us. It's pretty impactful. So the word became flesh, John 1.14 says, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we, beheld his, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth so when i wrote beheld it means observed watched took note we beheld his glory his presence his character his father's kingdom the king his kingdom his kingdom kingdom, what the kingdom of heaven is like we beheld him there's uh, there's witnesses to what he was teaching he was real he's with us he was relatable and we have evidence in in the word of god amen so um also what is begotten it's um reprint bringing into being of the father so he was bringing into being the father here on earth for us he was manifesting the father's will the father's word here for us the same spirit that lives in Jesus lives in us. We need to walk out that same way as Jesus walks. Where where it says begotten to, of the Father. People will say, Oh, she looks like her daddy. That's a beautiful thing when they know my I believe my daddy's God. I want to look like what he would tell me to do. You know? I don't look I look like people when I walk around they oh you look just like your my real father. We can look like that, but I'm not I'm not my father. But I look like him, I sometimes act like him, I say things or I make gestures, I want to be like that with God. Right? We all want to be like, we all should want to be, that's the heart desire. So what is glory? Because glory is a big word. Glory is God's splendor, majesty. It's his divine presence. It's light. It's the glow. It's when Moses was face to face with God and he came down and people saw, they couldn't even look at him. Sometimes I go into a a place, we were talking about that today in in the um, jail, that the atmosphere has changed. Praise the Lord, they notice. They notice. I don't, thank you, James. I don't even, I don't tell them. I did say to them, and I will say this, and I think this is what broke it, because we have to come in truth and love, right? I said, this is really a very big challenge for me, I told them, and I thank you guys. I said to them, I thank you for allowing me To to come in, even though you don't agree with a lot of what I'm saying, I'm going to be open-minded so that I can find a way to be able to share the truth where everybody can receive. And they were looking at me like, what? Because I had to admit and humble myself that it was really hard for me to be with people that I can't just say, oh, scripture this and God that. You know, I had to really, I have to pay attention, but God's trying to teach me And I thank them for that. I'm being challenged. And it's a good thing to be challenged, to be tested in relationships. They make them stronger. They really do. So glory is his divine presence, his brightness. One of the primary meanings of glory in the Bible refers to radiant splendor, majesty, magnificence of God himself, who he is. So when every time you see glory in the Bible, God's presence. God's presence, the glory of God, his presence here on earth with us. Okay, Um, the shining presence of God, God, God's closeness and relationship with humanity. That's what glory is. It's him coming and spending time with us, right? The indwelling of the Holy Spirit in us, in his believers. So we must be born again. We must be born again. We will not even be able to see or understand the kingdom of God. Okay, so, um, and what is a grace and truth? Goodwill, which is morally correct character, and the will, the expressing facts of truth, of the ability and expressing um, the behavior of the Father. That's when he came, Jesus, full of grace and truth, full of the ability of his Father. Amen. Amen. Right and, and the truth, the word. He, he shared the word, the truth. Not everybody liked it then either. Nothing's changed. <laughs> we still got people all like, ah. You know, like, Pharisees. So what is light? Illumination, brightness. A person's no, uh, notable or eminent in a particular sphere of activity or place. Authority. The power or right to give orders. Make This, this is what light is. Jesus is light. He's the one that has all power and authority, and He gives it to us through His Holy Spirit, through the Holy Spirit. Okay? It's to enforce enforce obedience. That's what light is. It's shining a light on lies. They want to flee. Shame, guilt, it wants to run. So that's why people hide from the light. People who are, are, are convinced or in denial, and you know, righteousness and right and unrighteousness, and, and Pastor Tom, you, you, you emphasize it a lot. It's not sin conscious. When we're unrighteous, it's being God, it's being God conscious. We want to be God conscious. So like, oh, my God, that's not, that goes against God. Amen. That's the difference. When, when we're walking in righteousness, we're not in denial anymore. When we're in unrighteousness, there's denial. We need to get in there. We need to put the light in there. It doesn't mean like uh, never to sin. I mean, God says we don't. We don't have to. Okay, but He also gives us grace because He knows we're in this fallen world with uh, our flesh. Okay, but it's about being God conscious, not sin conscious. Change it around. So if if I'm God conscious, right, I see sin before it even comes to me. I see temptation. I, get, I, get, I, I say, Father, what do I do in this situation? I had temptation yesterday. I got a phone call. My son got, I love you, Rocco. My son got um, suspended, right? My son got suspended from school yesterday because he, I, he wouldn't, uh, I guess he, he rebelled, rebelled against what he was asked to do with the phone. So I go and I pick him up. But before I do that, now here I am in myself now this has to happen. I'm I'm busy. I got to do my paper, right? And I'm thinking, oh God, I'm in the car and I'm thinking, God, I want (laughs) to, how do I love him and not punch him? Because I want to grab him by, you know what I mean? Like, that's my first thing. And, And I'm like, okay, so I was very calm. I was, you know, I had to get in, I had to put on Christ. All right, because you, not only did you interrupt me, now we have to, you have got phone issues, you got other things going on that it, it can affect, and I'm in, in this whole chaos. I had to get myself out of it and stay calm, pick them up, make some decisions, and leave it alone. Leave it alone. I can't control. There has to be, you know, other people, and that's relationship too. I have to teach Healthy relate. These are your choices. Sorry for you, and not take it personal, because that's what's really healthy. That I don't have to respond out of ah anymore. Praise the Lord. So uh, understanding is light. Understanding of problems and mysteries, enlightenment, intelligence, knowledge, un- um, authority, mental power. We need to have our mental power. The Holy Spirit put on the the. The, Christ, the mind of Christ. That's pretty powerful. If we take off our natural self and put on him. Amen. So Jesus is the light of the world. John 8:12 says, Then Jesus spoke to them again and said, I am the light of the world, and he who follows me, fellowship and following, right, shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. Praise God. So, and, and the light is the presence of God. It's the authority and power, the demonstration of his Father. When we're walking with him, we have that ability with him. Because it's the Holy Spirit that's listening to what Jesus is saying, and Jesus is only following the Father, and then we're all one. And that's the fullness. That's the fullness. That's pretty joyful, just knowing that. How can we not be full of joy, right? So, sin gets cast out by the light. The presence and, na- and nature of God cast out sin. So all we have to do is say, okay, so God wants me to be patient. It cast out impatience. Love cast out anger, hate. Love covers everything. And that's the first thing I always say to God, how can I love your way in this situation? I always ask that question. I don't care what, it, what other things are probably required. Because love, if I go right to love, he'll cover whatever it is that I might miss. Amen. So, um, and the darkness is ignorance of the kingdom. Ignorance of your authority. The power that is inside of you when you're filled with the Holy Spirit and you're letting the Holy Spirit indwell you and infill you daily. It's a daily reprieve. We need to do this on a daily basis because like the manna, yesterday's is stale and if I try to save some for tomorrow, it's going to rot. I need it for this moment. It's now. This is the time for such a time as this. This is our moment today. Every second is, is an opportunity. We need to stay in this moment because we don't want to miss it because we're thinking about that. That's why we stay in step with him. We can't run ahead of him and we can't go back there all the time. He wants us in step and I've done that in my life. I've, I've I, okay, that's what you want. And then I'm already at the finish line. He's like, whoa, there was so many things I wasn't prepared for the finish line. I had to go back and accumulate the supply to prepare me for the finish line and what it was that he wanted me to do. So walking in the light is where the blood of Jesus cleanses us continually from all our unrighteousness, all the sin consciousness, all the denial that, oh, that's just a little sin. Oh, that's just, you know... He doesn't really mean that. That's unrighteousness. If we're going against God's word, it's unrighteousness. And if I'm in unrighteousness, that means I'm in denial that I'm going against his word. I'm believing a lie, and I'm I'm not only believing it, meditating on it, I'm speaking it, and I'm acting on it. And I need to go back and find out, because it might feel good for a little while, but you know what? At the end, it's not, you're empty again. It doesn't, It doesn't fill you, sustain you. You're hungry. You're starving, right? And what we're hungry for is what he can only supply us: love, patience, all of it, security, social, all of it. You know, in in people know that I do a lot of twelve step uh, work with people, twelve step groups, twelve steps, right? But I bring God's word in it, so. Step four is about a resentment list, which is your social unforgiveness, right? So we deal with that. And this is how I talk to people. And then um, we do a list of fears. That's your security. If you're walking around in fear, you never feel safe. You never feel, oh, my God, that's lack of faith. Because you're not standing on something solid, something true. And you you feel like at any moment something's going to happen. If you're afraid of heights, if you're afraid of, of, of whatever, it's because you, n- you don't know the truth about that. You know, if you're afraid of, uh, I had fear of um, financial insecurity. The truth is, he supplies all my needs. It doesn't matter if I have a million dollars in the bank or two dollars in the bank. And once I understood that, I got free. That's the deliverance. But we have to stand on the truth, the truth in love. Right? Um, and then the, the, the third list that we do, and for some people, because of where they come out of, it works for them and it works in a whole different way when you put God's word in it, right? Is sex harms, harms done to others. That's their intimacy. We have sex and and, and spiritual sex or spiritual intimacy. We have intimacy for the whole purpose of be fruitful and multiply. If, If we don't have intimacy, we can't be fruitful and multiply. We can't be one, him and me. That's the closest you can get with anybody is inside. That's why we're running. that 's why I was running around doing what I was doing, just saying my last. <laughs> but then but then it's not there anymore he 's always there he 's always in me he 's never going to leave me or forsake me for all of us right and And when I say inside, listen, uh intimacy is also drinking, trying to put it inside because that 's the closest I can feel to. Happiness, safeness, security, love, peace, joy, and I was looking for it, money, you know, how could I fill myself up with this and it's only him and and the thing with him is it never ends it's, it's eternal, eternal, you know it's so simple, sometimes we just like get so you know the it's just so simple, and i my whole life, I complicated everything, I was all about drama. <laughs> was so dramatic. If you only knew what I would go through. Now I laugh over it. It's my comical life. It's a joyful life. So walking in the light is where the blood of Jesus continually um, from all unrighteousness. So fellowship with him and one another. And now we'll go to 1 John 1, 5, 10. And this is really, this is really a very um, deep scripture to, to, to grasp and to really take it in and, and accept it in, in our lives because it's truth. So this is the message which we have heard from him and declared to you that God is light and in him is no darkness. There's no ignorance, there's no lies, there's no evil in God, right? If we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, which is the opposite, right, Ign- ignorance, uh, lies, self-will, we lie and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light, as he is the light, which is the truth, the word, we have fellowship with one another. So we need to walk in the light to have fellowship with one another. All right? And, and when we're not, if, we, if we're always mad at everybody or we're, ne- we, oh, I never fit in, I don't, whatever, then we need to check our relationship with God. Are we in the light? Because when you're in the light, you got some good relationships going on, and let me tell you, my—I don't have a lot of people in my life. I mean, I know a lot of people, I fellowship with a lot of people, but I'm only friends with some and intimate with very few. Because we don't need Jesus. Didn't go around. He, many people followed him, but he was intimate with a few, right? I mean, he wants. To, now he could be with everybody because we, the Holy Spirit lives in us. As a man living, walking on the earth, he can only do that. But that's all. That's what we can do, too. Because the people didn't have the Holy Spirit either. So, um, but if we walk in the light, as He is the light, we have fellowship with one another in the blood of Jesus Christ. His son cleanses us from all sin. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves. There's the denial. If we, or, and when I say we have no sin, listen, we all know. I'm talking about the little things, jealousy, the, the unseen things, envy, coveting, okay? That would be deceiving ourselves because we know the truth, and the truth makes us free, delivers us from that evil denial way of thinking. And the only, and you know when that we rise above, when we're God conscious. That's it. Because I, I relate everything, did I say, what I just said, was that, what I thought, was that in, in line with God. It's not, oh my God, I sinned. It's like, wait a minute, that's not what God says. But the only way we can get to that place is by knowing him through his word, spending time. You know, we, we run to Jesus in fellowship, Right. We walk with the Holy Spirit and we rest with Father God. We rest in him because he's the one that the the Sabbath day was for him. You know, it's not, you know, he didn't, it's not us having, he did all the work. And he still blessed us because he lives in us. Hallelujah. He did all the work. So, uh, let's see if we say, okay, We are liars. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar and his word is not in us. Because he's not going to lie. So he can't, you know, we need to be God conscious. I don't want to be without him. See, today I don't do things. Because of fear of, oh, my God. Like, I used to stay sober. I'm not so... I used to stay abstinent. I'll correct that because I was not of sound mind. Still insane. Just wasn't drinking. Which was probably worse. Because I had nothing to calm this down. (laughs) But... (laughs) (laughs) You know, so... I don't even know what I'm saying right now. Where was I on this... Yeah, I was insane. <laughs> I don't know. It'll come back. So liar, and he's not, oh, he's not in us, right? I don't know. Okay. I don't know we where it went. We have not sinned, We make him a liar, and his word is not in us. And his word is not in us. Yeah, right. So I don't, you know, so yeah, so if I was sober, just because I was sober didn't mean I stayed sober sometimes because of pride for the wrong reasons. I wasn't going to say I have one day back. You know, look at me. And today, I don't do things. And when I say sober, drinking wasn't a big issue for me. I didn't drugs. I mean, I, I drank. But I, I sex, all these things were big. Um, uh, abstinence from food. I'll go the other way. Things like that. Things that, you know, about image, who I was. I was always in a crisis in who I was. Right? Status. Those were the things that I was really... I would say, um, habitual about what, what I can have, you know, things like that. But today I don't operate, I don't operate in those things. I don't live like that. Not because I'm afraid or because I'm going to, I'm going to disappoint God because I love God. It's a different mindset. It has nothing to do with, oh my God, I'm so bad. It has to do with, oh, I love you so much. I don't ever want to hurt God because it hurts. It hurts me as a parent to see my kids suffering because they're making really bad choices. It really hurts, right? So I don't want to be that child. And not because I want to please, like, no, it is pleasing, but it's because I love him. It turned around, not because I'm trying to work for anything, but because it's who I am in him. It's who he is in me. Love. He loves me like that too. He's given me everything I need to be able to walk out my life without choosing things outside of him to love me, to love me. So God God reveals how to live in his righteousness, in his light, and walk in fellowship with him and others. We have the ability to stand in his presence just like Jesus, without burning from sin. We don't have to go, oh, no, we just repent, Repent, Father, forgive me. That's pretty off. I don't, that's not the direction I want to go in. I'm gonna to turn towards you and follow you and rest in you. Praise the Lord. So, um, so God reveals how to live righteous, and what is righteousness? It's the quality of being morally right, it's the fruit, it's morally right, it's knowing what God's word is, what He tells us. He gives us always both sides. He doesn't leave anything out. He's not tricking us. If we live this way, this is what we get. If we live this way, this is what we get. And he gives us the answer. So choose life. You know, I was a rebel my whole life. I probably that's why I was choosing death all the time. I'm like, nope, wanted that way. Wanted that way. You know. And what is, uh, so it's goodness, it's virtue, it's honor. And when I'm walking in righteousness, I'm representing my father. I'm representing the king. The king. People are going to want to know who my king is because they're going to see the fruit of what my kingdom produces, the kingdom that I'm a citizen of, that I live in, even when the world is falling apart. And then you get the attention, like what's happening even in the jail, I'm going to share another story. Even with listen, we could take we could take relationships into everything we we have. Everything we do is a relationship. Our finances, right? So my animals. I took my daughter's cat when she just couldn't do it. So I took this cat. Now the cat hid for the first couple of days, right? So I had to fellowship first with her. I was consistent. I put out food. I didn't go try to grab her and scare her. I did my life, and all of a sudden she's following me, she knows I'm going to the thing to feed her, and you know, a couple of days she's doing that, right, then we become friends because now she's sitting, I'm on the computer, and I'm like, hi, I'm talking to her, really getting to know her, she's brushing around my legs, right, now she's sleeping on my head. I'm like, and I can't breathe, I'm like, oh, oh," you know, but it, it was a development of a relationship, and that's what God's saying even with him. And that's with us, with each other, because it's the body he's coming for, his church. We need to get along. We're going to spend eternity together. We have to love each other. We're going to spend eternity together, right? So, amen. So it's purity. Righteousness is purity. I've got to get all those impure thoughts, uh, seeds, whatever they are, that are going on in me. Out, they need to go. I gotta, I gotta, um, shine a light, God's word, right? His presence. When I'm in His presence, He talks to me, He tells me things. You know, sometimes I'm not even aware I'm in His presence, and He's like, Hey, I'm like popping a pimple, thinking I'm doing my own thing, and He's telling me something. I'm like, Oh, okay, you know, it happens all the time. So, but being God conscious, um, I then know, Oh, that's you, God because I know him. So here I am doing thinking I'm doing something privately for myself, and he comes in and starts talking, ministering to me because I know his voice. I'm like, oh, all right, you know, and then we're having this conversation. Those are the best moments. And they're always, you know, when you're relaxed too. In my sleep, he'll be ministering to me. I wake up, sometimes I feel like I didn't even sleep, but I'm not tired. It's beautiful. So, and purity. So, freedom from immortality and um, contamination. That's all it is. That's what righteousness is. I don't want to live contaminated. I want to I live healthy. But we want to do that even in the natural. We don't want to eat, now especially, we don't, we'd like to eat healthier foods. You know, a lot of us are seeking things that, to have a better quality of life. Well, the same thing is Righteousness moral quality of life, value, goodness, being morally correct. A healthy relationship requires fellowship, friendship, and um, family. That's the intimacy with God first. A healthy relationship is based on righteousness, pure of heart. If I'm not pure of heart, if I'm not morally understanding and following his word, then I can't have a healthy relationship, first of all, because I'm never going to be have mercy and compassion for someone else because I don't understand those things. I need to... Relationships are the biggest test of life. We have it with everything we do. We need to know if we're right. And I'm not saying... And we're supposed to um, fellowship with believers. You know, we, it's nice if... I mean, listen, he prepared a table in the presence of his enemies. That's fine. And, and Judah sat with him. But he also said, go and do what you want. Sometimes you got to let people go. And do what they want. Because they'll pull you down before you, you can pull them up. You know? So, and that's okay too. Because then, it's not because we're trying to protect ourselves. It's because sometimes we're in the way of what God's doing. We need to let go and let God deal and pray. Be the, the um, uh, what is it, intercessor. The mediator. Because he lives in you. So that's the job for that moment. In that relationship. And, and if it's meant to be, it'll come back into your life. Maybe it wasn't meant to be in your life. Maybe it was meant to be somewhere somewhere else. So um, it's based on righteousness, pure heart. and it's, And it is partnership. It's oneness. There must be fellowship, friendship, and intimacy in order to have that oneness. You can't have it any other way. John 17:20-24 20, says, I do not pray for the for those alone, but also for those who will believe in me through their their word, that they all may be one as you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they also may be one in us, that the world may believe that you sent me. And the glory, your presence, right, which you gave me. His His character, everything—he he he supplied him before he sent him. He gave, he told him directions. If he wasn't one with the Father, he wouldn't have got baptized. He wouldn't have done the. He submitted himself. Jesus submitted to John. I mean, these are these are things that, and we have a hard time, you know, when when authority says something to us, like we need to think about those things. Okay, maybe believe that you sent me, and the glory which you gave me, I have given them. And they may be one, just as we are one, in them and you in me. I in them and you in me. That they may be made perfect in one. Spiritually mature. Okay? Relatable. I, one with him. With his character. And that the world may know that you have sent me and have loved them as you have loved me. So, Father, I desire that they also, whom you gave me, may be with me where I am, that they may behold my glory, just as he beholds God's glory, right? It's the Father's glory, which you have given me, for you loved me before the foundation of the world. And he knows us. So we're spirit beings before we're human beings, okay? And we've got to stop walking behind our humanism, And start walking in our spiritualism. Because that's rising above the flesh. When we can walk as spiritual beings, the way he originally created us, naked and bare, right? Pure. Then we can overcome this fleshly desire, the, the temptations of the world. It's about rising above. We're seated at the right hand of the Father. We need to look down and see the view, because if we do that, we can see from the beginning to the end with him, and know that that's not good if I do that, and that is good if I do that. Praise the Lord. So fellowship, friendly association, especially with people who share the same interest, one interest, a group of people meeting to pursue a shared interest or aim. Okay, there are a lot of people who follow Christ, but that stops there. Yeah, I go to church, I do this. Every once in a while I get together or what there's no personal friendship going on. They're relying on other people's laurels. I did it in in, in my family. I did it in, in AA. I did it and I was I was lost all the time. I went this way, I went that way. I didn't have a personal relationship. We need to have personal relationship with him. Um it's being yoked evenly as one is as one. We want to find our group that is following Jesus, right? First, so we can fellowship. But now we got to we, we are responsible to take it to the next levels. All right? Yeah. God is sovereign, but he's not in control of what we do with his word. And how how we're going to manifest if we lay hands on the sick. He tells us to do it, but he's not going to force us. Cuz then he wouldn't be a loving God. He'd be like every other person in my life in the past. Right? So friendship is a state of mutual trust and support between allies. So now we're growing. And it's communion. It's eating at the same table. It's a little bit more intimate. But then there's family. And that's the intimacy. That's close familiarity. Familiarity or friendship, closeness of observing, or knowledge of each other, knowing deeply. There are things that other people know about me that, in my own group, you know, like I have other groups that I'm closer to some others. You know, I have spiritual leaders that I go to that know me very intimately. And that's important. We need to trust people that way. But if I can't trust you, that means I'm not trusting God. We are mirror images of our relationship with God. All right? Now, I'm not supposed to um, go tell everybody everything. God assigns people. If If we're close enough with him, we know who he wants us to share those intimate things with. Okay? And we need to follow that because we can't do it alone. And if we start spreading ourselves all over the place, we're scattered. And we're going to get different views. I don't want your opinion. I want the truth. And I need to, for me, I need somebody that's going to give me what God would say. His scripture. Amen. So intimacy is family. It's love seeds. It's making love. Creating love together. It's multiplying. Being fruitful when we're in that place. It's closeness, observing. Um... Being fruitful and multiplying, the closer we get to someone, is that's what I was talking about, is the inside. It, you know, transparency. It, what is it? Um, into me you see, right? We need to be that when we're in those intimate places with people, with the few. So intimacy with God is joining, marrying, uniting ourselves, our heart. With his heart. When we do that, miracles start to happen. We're in alignment. It's like the human and heaven touching earth. My feet and my head in heaven and my feet on earth. Miracles. I lay hands on the sick. I cast out demons. He uses my body for that. I speak the word. But I have to be in agreement with him. I have to know him. So... um It's marrying heart-to-heart, spirit-to-spirit, will-to-will. That's the hardest part. Am I willing to turn my will and my life over to the care of God's will? His care. He only has good things for me in his care. I had to know that. All right? So like looking in a mirror, we see the image and likeness of love, of his love, patience, mercy, and tolerance. We should be seeing that, right, even in our relationships, so I, I'm going to have to end, but I, I we are all called into fellowship with Jesus by God through the Holy Spirit to be brought back to the Father. So that's the whole process. And in 1 Corinthians 1.9, it says, God is faithful by whom you were called into fellowship of his Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. And I want to end with this, and then I'll pray us out. Um, I want to end with... The, the results of being intimate. And then the things that keep us from being intimate. So some of the spiritual results of intimacy is stability. It's a sound mind. Okay, so when we're intimate with God, that's something that starts to happen. We, we, we get clear. We, get, we make good decisions. All right? We get security. We feel safe and secure in his word because we know his word is true. And nothing will waver it. No more bad days when we're feeling secure, as Pastor Tom would say, right? Serenity, that's the peace that surpasses all understanding. When you're in a good, healthy, intimate relationship with God, and then with each other, you feel safe, you feel secure. This is a marriage we're talking about. This is a healthy marriage between people, even in real life, and our relationships as friends, we marry each other when we get more intimate in, in, in our relationships, Okay? And then there's sensitivity. Not, I'm sensitive because they said something. No. Aware of the other person's needs. Of what the other person's problems are. That's the sensitivity you want. You want to be discerning, not for yourself, to protect myself. I don't need to protect myself. God's got me. But to help another person. Discernment is for the other person. It's so that I can love the other person the way God wants me to love. I could pray for the other person. Maybe I need to give something to the other person because they have a need, right? And it's spiritual understanding. It's knowing the mysteries revealed. There really is no secrets with God. When you start to know him, the Bible changes. It becomes kingdom talk and because you, you, you have a kingdom mind. And you start to see things you never saw before because you understand in a deeper level. When you're standing under God, you gotta, you gotta stand on God, on God's word to stand under God. You gotta be able to do it, you know? And you gotta, and, and it's about renewing the mind, getting rid of all that old systems and all the old beliefs and all the old traditions and all the old, whether they're from peers, family, uh, wives tales, you know, mystical things, get rid of it all. None of it works in the kingdom of God. The only thing that works, that activates the Holy Spirit, is the word of God. Being in agreement, obedience to the word of God, activates the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. And then things that keep us from the sunlight of God's glory, his light, is pride. Seeking selfish needs first, worldly goods, trying to fill myself up with that before God right? Rebellion, disobedience, um, sin going against God's will. That's what sin is. You know, we all want to be so afraid. We shouldn't be sinning, right? But it's only, it's not this big bad thing. We don't have to be afraid of it. We just have to say, wait a minute. Forgive me, Father. I just went against your will. Hallelujah. Because he has a robe and he loves you. The beautiful thing is Jesus already paid for it. But if I'm in denial that he did, that's what I'm saying. If I'm living in a secret, it's because I don't believe what Jesus did, I should be running to the Father. Forgive me, Father, because I know what Jesus did for me. It always goes back to the cross. We need to go back there. We don't stay there. we we got to move. But, but if I'm stuck, it's because I'm not there. I, didn't, I, I can't see the cross. I can't see what he did in that area of my life. And then, um, not enough, too busy. I got I got to do things, I can't, I don't have time, or maybe just a little bit of time with God, you know, no time spent with him to listen and speak, we pray, we talk with him, we meditate, we're we're thinking about him, we got to listen to him too, it's really important, that's a relationship, that's an intimate relationship, right, Um, and and that falls under for me, poor management, prioritizing bad prioritizing when we don't have time for god i can't breathe without god okay and if i have no time for god that 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 makes no sense because in the morning the first thing i thank you for another day what can i do to even it's not about spending all this it's about if you spend every moment with god you don't even know you don't need to put time aside because you're with him sometimes i look over to my when i'm driving i'm like hi jesus just to remind myself, God conscious, that he's with me. And maybe we need to do that in our own lives. You know, remind, put a little thing on your phone uh, the, where every time it rings, you will oh, hi, Jesus, thank you, Jesus, Holy Spirit. You know, know that he's with us all the time. So um, my prayer tonight is, may the word of God just fill you up, all of you, and his light shine upon you and in you, and through you, in Jesus' name. Amen.